What is up, everybody? It's Hollywood Cole back for another Smooth Ramblings here with Nick Thimianos. What's going on, man? Not much, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for uh, being on the show again. Yeah, anytime. So for those of you that may not know, Nick is a former uh, indie game developer, also an author, um, and a regular guest here on the H&K or, well, I was about to say 8th K Video Game Experience. <laughs> you hadn't been on that show yet, have you? It's always been Smooth Ramblings. It's been Smooth Ramblings every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, first one was, uh, you want to be a game designer, and then he was on uh, Octopath Traveler, an 8-bit, kind of an RPG fan, fantasy fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this will be the first podcast that I've done that's going to also be on YouTube as well. We're going to talk a little bit about Symphony of the Night, and we're going to have some gameplay footage and all this on there. So... Just kind of expect that, uh, but so Nick will be on here talking about uh, some of this fantasy stuff. I thought this would be a perfect uh, fit for you, man, for uh, Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever talked about it back in the day or not, but uh, this RPG, this vampires, this fantasy, man, this is great. It's just all around great game. Oh yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so indie indie game developer, and I was going to ask you, are you ever going to get back into that? Or are you kind of done with that? Ah. Uh... As of right now, I think I'm done. I mean, I, I would like to keep an open mind. You never know. Uh, just depends on how well I do with uh, writing my book. You know, sometimes uh, I would think that I could be able to get in that way, just like writing stories rather than game design. But I'm definitely behind the curve. It's going to take a while before I can, you know, rebuild a portfolio and mess with new engines and start from uh, start from scratch again. So. Yeah, so I'm assuming, yeah, it's just like anything else. Technology, man, moves so fast. It's kind of like not necessarily starting starting from square one, but just having to learn the new language. Mm-hmm. So you, you got me a text, uh, sent me a text the other day, probably about two, three weeks ago, and it says you played Fallout 76. Yeah. And I didn't even realize the game wasn't even out yet at that time. Yeah, so I, um, they had the deal that if you pre-ordered the game, you were eligible to do the beta access okay so because i pre-ordered it uh me and a group of friends were able to do the beta it was a unique way that they did it but yeah we got to get much of the experience from it before it came out this week okay so did you buy the so you obviously pre-ordered it's just a digital download or something well i pre-ordered the power armor edition so it comes with a big old power helmet (laughs) I saw that. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it came, it came with the helmet. It came with like some army men figurine, like from all the, all the fallout flavored characters. It had a whole bunch of swag. And then, uh, obviously it came with the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, everything else is pretty much the same as anything, you know, what you think about the game itself. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, I could understand where a lot of the hate is, coming from with other people but i think it's excessive like i mean it if you like fallout 4 it's fallout 4 but an online version of it um you know it does have its faults don't get me wrong like every bethesda game but it is fun uh if you play with friends it's really really fun and that's all you know we've been doing we just constant communication and then working with each other on finishing quests and stuff but it's it's not bad i mean if you enjoy fallout you'll enjoy this well, so my understanding is, uh, and I haven't been keeping up with it too much. I just saw like a trailer about it or some news about it or something. But it's supposed to be like an open world sandbox type of game. There's no NPCs in the entire game, right? There's, and, yeah, so there's no human NPCs. I mean, you'll interact with uh, mostly robots. robots. Yeah, then 
uh, you'll find you'll find recordings and letters and you'll uh, of different like organizations and survivors that were there. Or, you know, you just happen to miss a lot of stuff that's going on. You'll find a lot of like corpses and you know people like in the middle of the quest. So you try to finish it for them. You know, um, it's yeah. an it, it's an interesting take. Um, there's, I don't know if that's how they're going to stay with it for the long haul. Like, I think if they do it, like just something like this initially for like the first year or two, I can understand that, but they definitely need to evolve, uh, the game as it goes on. Like if they want to maintain the market, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a, basically for like an MMO kind of, or is this just a, no, well, it's uh, there's only like 24 people per server. So then, you know, um, mm. so not many people. And then like, yeah, the only humans that you interact with are other players, which is, you know, pretty cool in itself. Uh, uh, but like, I wouldn't say it's like an MMO. It's just, you know, if you yeah. played GTA Online or, you know, Red Dead Online when that comes out for the second one, it's kind of the same concept. You're going to be a bunch of people in their own little server and you get to do whatever activities you could join up with others. You can PVP, you know, things of that nature. Wow. I didn't realize there's only 24. So that's my next question was, you know, how big of a sandbox is it? But I guess it's not very big. You know, you probably, you know, I'm thinking like bottle caps, you save them up and you can go buy something. But if there's no NPCs or, I mean, besides the robots, I mean, can you buy gear and everything from robots or is it? Yeah. So the size of the game, it's four times larger than fallout four. I, I think that's what they said. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll find uh, robot vendors, and they'll have they'll have uh, you know materials. They have uh, plans and recipes for learning different things. Um, and uh, I'm a little frustrated with that because like a lot of the robots don't have a lot of caps, and it's not the same bartering system that's been in all the other fallouts like you could piece you know i want this this and this and then i will trade of these things of equal value it's no you have to actually use your caps to um to purchase that thing at a time and then so that's the only thing that's actually bothered me because for as long as fallout's been out there's always been a barter like system so it's kind of strange but i guess it makes sense because you're talking to a robot robot's not going to know how to be haggled so yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to take it at that aspect, okay, now that makes sense. Um, yeah, it just seems like they would have NPCs that they could give a quest, and then you can you know team up with as many people as you want, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of accomplish it. Particularly if it's like an epic boss or something that you do, we need to get together and and go handle this, and then you get some great gear that you can take into another server. And, and, and those are intense. Um, so they do have that. Yeah, so um, you, they have what's called a like uh, workstations, I, I you know, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but there are, there are places that you can go to that they have like all these resources that you can get and you can put like uh, refineries over these resources and you can start getting it. Um, normally you'll like clear out the area and uh, you, you claim the workshop there. Yeah. Workshop. Sorry. You claim the workshop. Once that's there, you can start building there and utilizing all the resources there and you'll have events where you have to defend your workshop from like waves of enemies and you know they're all they scale differently and you'll have multiple different waves you know from one wave to four waves uh sometimes you'll get attacked by like 
gigantic monsters. Like there's this one thing called the Scorch Beast, which is like this giant bat that just flies around and just lays waste. But it's it's an intense battle because you know you have like um, you you know if you're in that uh, in your base, you could have like defenses like missile turrets or whatever. But then if you have other people with you and you're trying to support each other, and it's it's fun. It like that's that's where the greatest strength for that game lies is where you actually need to rely on other players to help you take out these great challenges. Cool. Yeah, it sounds cool, man. We've always wanted a, a me and a Revelation 617 Old School Halo Killer always wanted a, a Fallout that was a multiplayer or Elder Scrolls that was multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And now that we got one. But I just, you know, it kind of, it didn't go under the radar. It was known, 76, but you know, I didn't know the release date. Maybe I just wasn't keeping up with it, but it kind of lackluster and all of its you know you see fallout 4 commercials and everything you know mm-hmm. i guess you do see fallout 76 too but i don't know maybe i'm just not keeping up with it as, that much mm-hmm. cause i really don't know exactly what it was so, i mean it was like hey there's a new fallout coming and then it was just here yeah i i can see that it i like the game i really do enjoy it um is it is it like how i felt like when i played fallout 4 or even fallout 3 or new vegas no but it's more fallout and you know there's nothing wrong with that so i mean yeah. i'm okay with it you know it, it, like i said it does have to it's definitely going to need to evolve it's there are a lot of things that they need to fix but for right now i mean the servers are super stable for the most part i mean yeah there's some disconnects here and there but it's you know that's expected from every new online game right well cool man um i found out about a game that i didn't know about uh, just recently, and it's uh, the people that made... I, did you ever play I Am Setsuna? No, but I've wanted to. I know it's yeah. supposed to be the spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, so it's like a throwback to 16-bit RPGs, mm-hmm. kind of... I don't know if it's turn-based, but it's. I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I'd be willing to bet it is. But it's that type of thing, man. And um, just all that old-school stuff that we played uh, and really liked. And so I t- found out that they were making a new game called lost sphere and it's out now Mm. so i went to gamestop just to see what it was and uh i got it on my shelf back there and um they don't make new ones anymore they don't release them anymore so i had to get on amazon and found one it's only like 40 bucks lost maybe yeah but spheres uh s-p-h-e-a-r it looks pretty cool man it's kind of taking what they took from I am Setsuna and makes it, uh, you know, better, mm-hmm. I suppose. And I hadn't played it yet. I want to, I'm kind of probably going to end up, uh, live playing, not live, but, uh, recording all that gameplay and do like a long play through that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one, man. I got a, uh, so the reason we're doing a YouTube channel and everything, I got a, uh, capture card and dude, that changes everything, man. That changes the game there. This is so much fun. I'm recording like everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's so easy to use, but, uh, in fact, when I, but you know, when I was recording stuff for symphony of the night, I was thinking that I was getting me, uh, getting some great items to drop, like the God garb from, uh, the guardian and all this. And I'd finally got it to drop. It turns down. I wasn't even recording. I was like, Oh dude, I'll sit here and grounded this out for, it wasn't that long, 20 minutes, but, uh, I didn't want to go back and redo it. But, but anyway, so yeah, doing that, um, we've been playing until dawn, me and my wife, also known as Maiden Kane, and uh, mm-hmm. she's doing a. Uh, she wants to do a podcast. The next one, 
mm. next smooth ramblings about that game. Did you play Until Dawn? Oh yeah, my wife and I loved it. We <laughs> played so it awesome. together the whole time. We we uh, I forgot the girl's name, but the 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 stereotypical one like uh, Emily. Emily, yeah, that we. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, when she got bit, and then they're freaking out, and I'm like, I made the guy pull the trigger. (laughs) Oh, you did. She was the only one that died in our campaign, but it was was really, (laughs) it was really, really fun. So I don't want to give it away for me uh, where we're at with it. We'll do that on the next one, but yeah, she's not a gamer. Mm. She's like, I don't know what to say about it. I was like, well, just get on there and use your "I'm not a gamer," you know, image, and that's fine. I mean, what, what? What's your point of view? Because, you know, she's really blown away by the graphics and all this because she's not played games since, you know, who knows how long. But, uh, but yeah, she's in there every night. Uh, are we going to play that game? We're going to play that game? And I'm like, no, i got to do a podcast tonight. And uh, so, you know, she really wants to do it. And we'll play it for about an hour, an hour and a half. And we are, we got like three butterflies left. So we're right there at the end. So one more playthrough and we'll be done with it. Nice. And um, so maybe we can get it done. Um, I don't know when. Maybe next week because it's going to be, I don't, by the way, I don't know if I'm going to have the YouTube video out. If you're listening to this and I'm talking about the YouTube video for the uh, playthrough and everything of uh, Symphony of the Night, I don't know if it's going to be out at the same time just because I'm going to have to edit this podcast and then edit the YouTube one. It's going to be kind of a little bit, little bit different. So if we're referring to YouTube videos, it's going to, it may not be out yet right when you hear this, but uh, the podcast will try to be out tomorrow. But uh, Thanksgiving holidays and all this are coming up. So anyway, I don't know when we're going to get a. Uh, uh, that until dawn out, but I'm gonna get it out as soon as I can. But yeah, that's funny that you played it. It's a great game. Oh, it was I loved it. I, I know they had a PlayStation VR like prequel to it, but I oh really? Yeah, I think I think I uh, I claimed it on PlayStation Plus, but since I don't have the VR, obviously I wasn't able to play it. But just yeah. in case, I forgot what it's. I forgot the actual title, but it is an Until Dawn. I think prequel. Cool. Um, well, anyway, man, let's go ahead and get into uh, Castlevania, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, this game came out in October 1997, um, and it was actually supposed to be a spinoff of the uh, Castlevania series. Mm-hmm. And were you a big Castlevania fan? Like, oh, yeah. You, were you a diehard one? Oh, man, I played I played them. Uh, I wouldn't say I played them all, but I mean, one, two, three, and four, definitely. Um, Castlevania X. So when... Symphony of the Night came out, and I heard it was a uh, Metroid-style game, but in the Castlevania universe, I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting, and I, I was hooked. Yeah. See, I've heard of some people were, uh, you know, hey, that's not real Castlevania and this kind of stuff, but I, I don't know. I've heard that, but it got, like, killer reviews from every everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, even got a 10, I think, from uh, somebody. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Metacritic or something like that. IGN at least they gave it like a nine, 93 out of a hundred, nine point five out of you know ten, um, and then I think somebody gave it a ten. But but dude, I don't they, I don't remember. I heard they didn't have a lot of advertising dollars into it, and it didn't actually didn't do real well when it first came out, just because I guess because nobody knew about it. And, uh, but I was just like, okay, Castlevania on PlayStation, cool. Let me check it out. Okay, it's a 2D, whatever. But man, I did not know the leveling. I did not know you get your, uh, you know, weapons and gear and all this and change all that out. Did you know that it was like, well, you said it was like a Metroidvania, but did you know it was as in-depth as it was? Were you waiting for it? I, I was, well, 
I was aware of it after it came out and kind of the style. So, but I mean, if you played at least, so if you played at least Castlevania two, it had similar RPG elements to that where, you know, one and three and, and four were, you know, kind of straightforward and everything with like two, you, you had to travel places, you had to collect special items to access other locations, you know? So it's kind of, kind of like that, but a lot more in depth and, but yeah, it was it was a wonderful game. Yeah, they, you tell they tried to do it first in Castlevania two, and uh, it's a notoriously you know it's almost like popular in video game circles to hate on Castlevania two. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. I, I kind of liked it. You know, I went back and replayed it and mm-hmm. finished it, and it was fun. Uh, I, you know, before all the hate and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you can tell that obviously, I mean, it has its flaws. It's not a perfect game, obviously. Uh, and, but, and I guess, you know, when you have your original Castlevania and you get Castlevania two come out and you're expecting another Castlevania from like the original one, it really will throw you off. And then Castlevania three took it back to form and, uh, that's way more popular than Castlevania two. Uh, which Mm -hmm. one would I rather play? You know, I played Castlevania three all the time. I love, th- I did love three, and I love that the Castlevania show on Netflix is based on three. Yeah, if you did, if you didn't know that, yeah, Trevor, right. Tre- yeah, he's so is it Trevor or Richter. It's, uh, Trevor's no. three. Richter's the one in Symphony of the Night. Right, Richter's Symphony of the Night. Trevor's three. Simon, Simon's the initial one. I don't know. They, I, they keep throwing off the timeline for me, so I yeah. don't know who's the which one's the first one. Yeah, I don't know. If I always assume it was Simon. It's got to be Simon. Well, no, because uh, Castlevania Two was obviously Simon's. It's Simon's Quest. I'm trying to think of that old show, Captain N. Remember oh yeah, yeah, old yeah, yeah, Captain N. Yeah, <laughs> and you had Simon Belmont in there. So I'm like, oh, which was, one did that come out before Simon's Quest? I he was, was so Adam. bougie in that show. I remember. That. <laughs> yeah, I did just, not understand that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, why do you make Simon so weak? He's a he's the only monster slayer, and he's weak. You know, like, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, so anyway, so Symphony of the Night, um, yeah, it's supposed to be a spinoff, and I can't remember the producer's name that they got to work on, and he worked on some other RPG before, uh, and they wanted him to do a sequel to it. And I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Even if I knew it, I would better pronounce it right, probably. But um, And uh, he denied working on He said, I don't want to work on that sequel to that game. It's like some kind of dating um, simulator RPG or something. Yeah, yeah something similar, but... Uh, but anyway, he said, no, they said, all right, we'll pick a game to work on. And here's what we got coming up. And it was like Castlevania. So he just made uh, Symphony of the Night. He, like you said, it was a spinoff. So he had complete creative control to kind of do however he wanted to do it. He wanted to use Alucard, uh, Son of Dracula. As he's kind of coming to his full power now after part three, Castlevania three. And, um, and just didn't want to use you know, a Belmont with the whip and all that again. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, a direct sequel to um, Rondo of Blood, which I didn't play that one. That didn't even come out in America until way later mm-hmm. for like on other versions like PSP. And I think Dracula X was a remake of it for Super Nintendo, but it was so kind of off. I don't know the differences, but it wasn't a true Rondo of Blood. And it wasn't hardware limitations. It was, I mean, I don't know why they did it. It was a TurboGrafx-16 is what... Um, Rondo of Blood came out on in the PC, in, uh, PC Engine in Japan. Oh, okay. So that's what that one was. Uh, it's just TurboGrafx-16. It's called PC Engine in Japan. So that's why we never got it. But um, came out on Dracula X for the PSP. 
you finish or you play, you don't have to finish it, but you get so far into that game, then it would unlock Symphony of the Night. I can't believe that one fell through the cracks with me as well. But uh, I own the original version. I, I did own it for PlayStation and uh, loved that game and uh, played it all the time. And then for whatever reason, it just kind of sat on the shelf and I took it to GameStop to trade it in. And I think it's a collector's item now, but even the GameStop guy was like, somebody's going to be happy. You know, like when I traded it in, like somebody's going to be happy you traded this in. I was like, yeah. ah, okay. I think it was like two years later. I I think, uh, no, I never owned the game, but I rented it like nonstop or I would just have it until I finished it. It was, it was a really good game though. Yeah. So yeah, I traded that back in and I didn't get back into it until uh, I got an Xbox 360 in 2007. And we were all at, uh, so I, I was, so... <laughs> Get a little side note. All I had was a PS2 mm-hmm. and a computer. And on PS2, all in game I needed was SOCOM. Either SOCOM, SOCOM <laughs> 2, or SOCOM 3. It's all I had. It's not, It's kind of hard. I mean, I was a huge gamer, man. I still am. But uh, to think back in this time of my life, I wasn't keeping up with these consoles or anything. And all I had was that. And I had on my computer, I had WoW. So I was just playing WoW and SOCOM. That's the only games I played. And uh, Blair Schaefer, I don't know if you remember him, um, he had an Xbox 360, and I went upstairs to his apartment. He lived in the same apartment complex and just looked at it. It was Halo 3, and I was like, man, this looks amazing, man. You know, this is awesome. So it's like me, him, and Tom Woods, and Clay Gibbs, we were like, you know what? He already yeah, Blair already had one. We were like, we're going today to buy Xbox 360s at GameStop. So he should have been GameStop, bought three Xbox 360s, three Halos. But anyway, then you had the Xbox Live stuff that you could download games with and digital download, and that was new to me. This is all in 2007. And I saw Symphony of the Night on there, and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. And got it and managed to play it. I played it through probably. I don't know how many times I've played this game through. But, um, dude, I've always been a fan of it. I've gone back and played this one so many times. And you told me about Requiem, uh, Castlevania Requiem's coming out with uh, it's a download-only Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood on it. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I've been playing. Which okay. is, uh, the Symphony of the Night on that one is the PSP version. And it looks slightly different. The voice acting's better, which I like. The, everybody likes the old voice acting. I like the old voice acting better. But, um, you know, still good. It looks, there's like some rounded off, like the little save red bubble that spins around to save you. And it's not as pixelated. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and your uh, familiars, like your sword, is like more smooth. It's kind of, stands out it's kind of weird to me i don't know why they did it that way if it's hardware limitations on the psp or what uh, or maybe it's, they just thought they could make it look a little bit better but it is slightly different um there's an extra one or two extra familiars in it okay uh, but and uh and you can play as maria at the end too instead of just richter after you've completed it oh okay yeah i've considered getting it uh, i just haven't had the time i have so much on my backlog as it is Oh yeah, man. Me too. And, but that's just one I can just turn on and play for a minute. But I mean, dude, I've, I'm, I'm almost finished with it. Um, I'm going to go back and kill Dracula so I can get that uh, captured uh, once we're done. Mm-hmm. But um, the big thing that everybody remembers about this one, so, so I'll just give you my experience with it at first. So when I first turned it on, you know, you start getting these items. Uh, and they got so many items in there. I don't know how many swords and items and everything. They got hundreds of them. And some of them are completely worthless. I mean, uh, if you hadn't played it in a while, so so you start off, you run in your Alucard again, run into the castle, trying to stop Dracula from being resurrected by a Belmont. So that's the story. Richter Belmont's evil, 
or he's turned and trying to resurrect Dracula. And the narrative is that Richter is tired of being, uh, doesn't want to go on without, nobody cares that nobody's killed Dracula. So he wants to resurrect Dracula so that he, you know, gets known again for killing Dracula, essentially. Right. So anyway, you run in there and then you meet Death and Death's like, oh, what are you doing here, Alucard? Turn around. And I said, well, I'm here to stop my, my father. So he takes all his armor. Uh, Death takes all of uh, Alucard's armor, so you run around punching, and you punch the first skeleton you kill drops the. I just this uh, this always stood out to me. It's, I don't know why, but the first skeleton you kill drops the short sword, so that's your first weapon. Mm-hmm. And then your very next enemy is a red skeleton, and he drops a two-handed sword called the Red Rust. And the Red Rust is worse than the short sword, and it has no purpose in the game whatsoever. I don't know why it's in there, man. You know, you ever think about that kind of stuff? Do you do you remember that? When's the last time you kind of got into it? Oh man, the last time I played Castlevania though was probably around ninety seven, ninety eight. So I oh, don't wow. remember the Red Rust, but I do remember the short sword. I think I've always used the rapier. Yeah, because it was quick, and yeah. uh, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was just one of those design design decisions that they just wanted to give that person the opportunity to choose. But I don't know. Could have just been slipped through the cracks. Well, you would think it's a, the two-handed sword will be... So So the thing is, it's kind of like you're talking about the rapier because it's fast. So uh, they did a good job with that. You know, some swords have special abilities. You know, first of all, you got your intelligence. You got your, uh, you know, I don't even remember, strength, defense. I think there's a... It's not charisma, but there's constitution. There's your, your something like that. there's a whole bunch of stats that you upgrade. But there's also you know if you get a dagger, let's say you pick up a sword, it's got twenty attack. All right, cool. You swing it once a every half second or something. It's fast as you can swing it. Well, you had to have a dagger, pick up a dagger, and it's got seventeen attack, but it's super fast, right? So you're really doing more DPS. And there's not a DPS meter on there to let you know. So there's stuff like that. So that'd have been a perfect opportunity. You pick up the short sword that does ten damage, but if you but you can have a shield, or you pick up the two handed that does twelve damage, but you can't have a shield. But the two handed does less damage than the short sword. I've always wondered that. I mean, I, certainly I'm not the only player to ever play and see that right away. Mm-hmm. The first two items you get is a short sword and a red rust. The red rust is two handed and it is less damage than the short sword. But you know, whatever. Maybe they just threw it in there and they drop hundred percent at first from those two enemies. Mm. Um. Pretty but. sure it might have been a typo when they were putting in the stats for the weapon, or they were just like, <laughs> or slug. just or just like a gag against the the player. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, you go through there, and I remember playing through it, and it's just a massive castle. And really, man, I was just thinking about this too, and I was playing through it. Castlevania. Um, I'm not a diehard Castlevania fan. The traditional ones, you know, worth just the platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I don't like the controls that much because it's just, uh, I just feel like I don't have a whole lot of control with the whip stuff, ways that I died that I should have been able to whip if I had more control of it. Kind of like a Castlevania four mm-hmm. where you got more control of the whip, you know, like eight different directions, but Castlevania, uh, the old school ones, you, you whip straight or duck down and whip. You don't whip up. You don't whip diagonal. It's just kind of, that kind of hamstrings you and not a super fan of it. I do, I do believe they're classic games and I love uh, playing them. And I do, I do think they've earned every bit of their notoriety, but um, not a super fan myself. So when this, but somebody was giving me the concept. Let's just say if somebody says there's a game called Castlevania, like what is it? Well, it's just you know you're a vampire slayer and you got to go kill Dracula and he's in his castle. This is the type of game I would think about Symphony of the Night. 
you know, when somebody's a Castlevania, like this is big, huge, mysterious castle. You got catacombs, you got the 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 water, you know, area down below. You have uh, a coliseum there. You have all these different aspects of the a prison, a clock tower. You know, all these different aspects of a castle, and mm-hmm. it's all these different things you can do in it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you so I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of if they're gonna make Castlevania, that's what I think it should be. Stuff like that. But it was a 2D game and a 3D world at that point. But Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I know they try to, ever since Symphony of the Night, they tried to keep that mold going for a little bit, especially with their Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. And I think there was there was one or two of them that were actually pretty successful as well. Um, obviously, they, they escaped me because I didn't have a Game Boy Advance, and I think they had them on DS. Um, yeah, there's two. I think there was two on D, uh, Game Boy Advance, and there's two on DS. Mm-hmm. I know there was two on DS. I got those two. It's just hard to get into them. I'm, I'm just not a big handheld guy. You know, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just not. And uh, they got some great games on all of those systems. But they did. They, I mean, they, they were good. They they did that for whatever reason. They just can't capture the magic again of Symphony of the Night. And it's not that it was a novelty, and it's not a nostalgia thing. I mean, when you go back and play it, I mean, the controls, man. It's kind of what we were talking about in the game design uh, one. That just, I mean, those other two games, I mean, those other games have great controls too, but there's just one little something magic in the controls of Alucard, and it's just fun to kill stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, they die a different way. Um, there's different movements. I don't know. I mean, stuff like that, whatever it is, and that control just makes it so much more fluid. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe design of the castle and... You know, who knows? It's it's a masterpiece, though, man. It's no doubt. I could agree with that. Yeah, man. So back to when I first started playing it, you know, you go through and you get all your items, you get all your your gear, and you thought I'm getting pretty pretty powerful, right? And then uh, you go fight Richter, you kill Richter, you win the game, and that's the end of it. And so that was the end of it at the time. Then I remember thinking, wait a minute, let me just go explore a few new things. Then it turns out that wait, Richter's being controlled by Shaft. You know, and um, Shaft is like the evil helper of Dracula. Yeah, you have to wear the magic eyeglasses or something like that. Yeah, you have to wear wear some kind of glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see this little orb floating around Richter, and you got to kill that orb, and then it frees him. And then the castle flips upside down. Yep. And you get even more items, and the monsters are harder, and it's a whole new thing to explore. Dude, that was, that is awesome. Yeah. That is a great game design. They just. You know, thought, well, you know what? We can kind of save space by just flipping the castle over and you get double the game. They just double the game by flipping it over and adding oh, yeah. some monsters in it. More story, too. It was that, that was genius, honestly. Like, I remember how blown away I was because, like, wow, that ending was a little anticlimactic. <laughs> you know, then I go online and I'm like, you know, seeing if like I did everything right. I'm like, no, you have to have the glasses. You got to wear the glasses. Like, oh. And then I'm like, then at that point, I'm like, I'm going to have to get 100% on this game. <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. Man. And that was my goal. Yeah, so they uh, the, the map, the castle map is like 236% or something like that. There's certain items that require you to, to in order for them to grow, to like the walk armor. It's a, one of the most powerful armors. You got to be able to walk around the map and it grows with your map coverage. Well, they make it so difficult to cover some of the map. Like you got to go to this, this perfect little corner. It's not mm-hmm. even a whole section, you know, just to make that map kind of 
mm-hmm. engage and, and pop up on the thing, you know, and it's like yeah. that, that matters, you know. Yeah, you got to turn into miss or you got to be a bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's kind of that's a game design flaw there, man. But mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, the creators did. Speaking of the map, they did. Um, you know, they, they wanted a Metroid type style game, but he said that um, the creator said something along the lines of the problem with Metroid game or the, what makes a, an exploring game like this fun is you got to take away the stress. They made it fun by providing a map, right? So mm-hmm. so Metroid didn't have that. To where wherever you were, it would it would pop up, uh, show you where you've been and stuff like that. If you go to a room that had another exit, you could look at the map and say, "Oh, there's a little place right there that I need to go to next. It has an opening there that I can go through." Um, stuff like that. And the the difference is between Metroid and Castlevania is that while Metroid, yeah, you do go find an item, opens up another area, you get to go explore that area, find another item, uh, simultaneously getting more powerful as a character which is super fun and I really like Metroid, but the difference between that and Castlevania is Castlevania allows you to find, you know, items that drop off these monsters at any time. They can drop a rare item. They got two items that they can drop, you know, a rare item with it makes it better weapons or whatever, or just some potion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's those rare drops that just, you just never know. And, and you gain levels. So you're getting something from your, from your grind, you know, it's not just uh it's not just running to find the next item. Yeah, and that's what I always loved about RPGs like that, trying to trying to find the next best thing. When you pl- so you can get uh, you go to the librarian. That's where your your item guy is. You buy all your your items. You can buy weapons, armor, potions, and actually magic spells from him. But dude, I rarely use magic spells on his game. Do you remember using those, or do you even remember them? I don't even. I don't even think I did. Um, I yeah. I kept it simple. Like, I I don't even think I even used the shields. Like, I know you could have a main weapon and an offhand. Yeah. But I I really don't remember. Like, I think I turned my miss into like a poison miss, so I'll go through people and poison them as I go through. But right. I think that's you. Know, like I said, that I played that game like ninety seven, ninety eight. So <laughs> twenty yeah. twenty some odd years ago already at this point. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yep, I know it is. Um, yeah, the magic was just kind of like next to worthless, man. I mean, you got your Hellfire spell. This is what I remember just playing it just now. It's like up, and then you got you push up, and then you do a fireball, like literally like throwing a, a dukin. Up, down, down, left, and left. You know what? That might be why I didn't remember, because I didn't want to do all that. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different things. So what he does, he goes, he'll kind of stop, and like this beam of fire or light comes down, makes him disappear, reappear. And as I'm telling you, this is about the time, length of time it takes. Then he opens his uh, cloak and three fireballs come out. Kind of like when you fight Dracula at the beginning. The same uh-huh. thing that Dracula does. But it takes so long to do uh, the animation and everything. By the time the monster's you know gone by the time it hits. I mean, even if it hits, I don't know what it's going to do. It's not going to be massive damage, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one would be uh, Dark Metamorphosis, probably where you can kind of get somewhat of like a drain when you hit enemies or something that you get life back from that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really use it. And I did use the ghost one. There's a spirit when it's down. It's up, down, left, right, and he'll do a, a little ghost. will come out. If there's like the little flea man or something bouncing around, I'd kill him with that. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, man, yeah, magic was pretty much worthless. Uh, so I, I never really used it. But um, 
there's a uh, we'll talk about some of these some of these weapons in the game. So if you hadn't played in a while, you're not going to remember this. I doubt I doubt you got this. I'm going to have to buy it now just so I could have something to talk to you about it with. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, that's great, man. Um, I went through the game back in the day, right? And thought I was pretty powerful by killing Dracula. Like it wasn't like it wasn't nothing. It didn't seem to be that big a deal. And you do get real powerful. And, you know, if you just like to explore it all, then so it's pretty easy at that point. But there's an enemy called... A, so I, I finished the game anyway. So then I found out this sword drops uh, from an enemy called the Shmoo. S-C-H-M-O-O. And it's oh. this rare weapon. It drops rare, rarely in the library too. And you'll see it in the, in the playthrough. It's called the Chris Agram. Chris Agram. And dude, and that means like wind or something like in some Japanese mythology or something mm-hmm. and dude it just a, it's a multiple swords just, whoosh, just out in front of you and when you get it you might think it has less it has less damage but it hits like eight times or something every time you swing it and once you get that sword you're pretty much invincible um and you can just black i mean enemies can't even move bosses can't even move by the time you're done swinging and they're and they're dead you know, at mid-level, not even mid-level, man. I mean, that game, so once you find that, and I've, every time I play through it, I always just, there's a part where you just, right when you come into this, the frame, into the screen, one of those schmooze uh, mm-hmm. spawns and runs right right where your sword is. You just swing it, and then you just back up, come back in. You know, you leave the area, come back, and it's right there, and you can kill like one of every two seconds. But it still takes forever. It's very rare that he drops it, but he will. And you can just sit there and do that pretty much at, right when the right when the castle goes inverted, you just go left and go up. Um, it's on the left side of the castle. I think you go through the clock tower stuff and then up and back to the right. I don't know, sorry, I don't know the, the whole thing. I know that's kind of vague, but mm-hmm. it's not. You don't have to go real deep into the castle once it's inverted. You can get it pretty much right when it goes inverted, and uh, that pretty much ruins the game for you because it's just an ultimate sword. And it's just a random, uh, it's in the area where you kill, kill Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Lion. <laughs> Those are the end names of the enemies. Oh, apparently it was also in Lords of Shadow as well. Oh, yeah, really? I didn't, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm going to go back and play that one. I love that one, too. Yeah, I see it. Like, they showed the little gif right there. Yeah, dude, man, it is, uh, I'm telling you, dude, that every one of those little swings is a hit, you know? <laughs> you're just you're just unstoppable, and you can actually get two, and then just alternate pushing the buttons. You know when you put them in rip, uh, your offhand and everything, mm-hmm. where your shield usually is that nobody ever uses. In fact, the designer said that uh, yeah, we realized that nobody uses a shield like when it's too late. So yeah, once you uh, get that sword, man, you're pretty much unstoppable. There is another sword called the um, Muramasa, and it's called the Blood Sword. Okay. Um, and what you, how that thing gets more powerful is by killing enemies, but it's like whatever. So the, the, uh, formula for, for it leveling up, it takes forever. Somebody said it's like, they say it's like a month or two of grinding to get it to nine, nine, nine attack damage, which is pretty much kill everything in one hit. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, a month, a month or two of grinding, but it's really like your attack. They said it's your attack power times two plus 12. So in other words, if your attack power is 50 um, times 2, so 100, you have to kill 100 enemies plus 12, so 112 enemies to get it to 51. And then you got to kill, you know, 51 times 2 plus 12 to get 52, etc., 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 all the way up to 99. It's like 
some dude did the math on YouTube. He said it's but the closest to get it was anywhere from ten thousand to one million enemies to get it to nine nine nine. And he had to get on a, he did something where he got it on his computer and just fast forwarded it and basically like just left his controller alone or whatever and just fast found a spot where he could just keep killing enemies. And he finally got it leveled up. But uh that's technically the strongest weapon in the game. But the best, easiest to get is uh that Chrissy room. Mm-hmm. But anyway, dude, uh and, oh, and by the way, this was kind of funny when he did that. To get by the time you get that weapon up to nine nine nine, you're already god of the game anyway because you've already gained enough levels to where you essentially you know, yeah yeah that's true too yeah <laughs> you're level ninety nine, and then he says the uh, the clock was maxed out at whatever you know nine nine you know whatever it was maxed out of of the game, so your playtime stopped. I don't remember what it was like nine nine. Uh, 59 and 59 mm-hmm. so 99 100 hours and so the cool thing is that once that clock stops the clock in the clock tower stops ticking too really Cause that goes by the game clock yeah dude so you can't get to certain bosses if you do that too too fast you can't finish the game you know <laughs> so it's kind of weird that you it's like that i didn't you know but you know you got there's a moonstone and a sunstone uh relic that you can have and the moonstone uh, works at night, mm-hmm. and the sunstone works at day, and they both give you um, just essentially just buffed out uh, stats. But at some point, the moonstone stops working. So I guess I don't. I didn't look at the times, but uh, it just stops working. There's nothing that tells you day or night in the whole in the whole game. Mm-hmm. There's a certain time in the play and that, that goes away. Maybe ten hours or something. Then the next ten hours is day. Then the next ten hours is night. Maybe it's eight hours. I don't know. I don't look at the play time. Maybe I need to look that up, but. Um, so there's the time matters in this game. So pretty cool. Did you play uh, Lord of Shadows? I have not, um, because I, I actually was kind of put off with the 3d aspect like that because of Castlevania 64. So <laughs> I heard, <laughs> I heard that the first Lord of Shadows is actually really good, but the second one was kind of a letdown. Then there was like a period where I was like bored at work in Korea and I, I literally watch uh, gameplay videos and like the cutscenes of the game just to see what's going on. Yeah. But, so man, Lord of Shadows is, was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I really liked all of it. I mean, that was one of those that played all the way through. I got it on you know 360, but it um, the 3D is real good. But it's kind of like a God of War mm. in terms of its gameplay, the way that you kill enemies, the way that uh, you can you can ride on like spiders and all this. You level up your whips and you level up um, all your different all the different aspects, just like just like God of War, the mm. old ones. And uh, it's got quick time events when you're fighting the boss after you get it down to a certain, you know, uh, health or whatever, and you can got to jump on it. And I think all the enemies are like that too, or at least most of them. But uh, or the bosses at least. But uh, I really like that one, man. And just the ending, oh my gosh, man! It's uh, so it's like a it's like a Christian based. Uh, the whole game's based on like they're like crusaders or the brothers hoods or something like that. Mm-hmm. The with uh with um their red cloaks and that's important. So I'm gonna spoil it here if you haven't. Uh, do you mind if I tell you what happens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you familiar personally. So if you're listening here, you're gonna get spoiled. Uh, but um, dude, he goes to the uh, so he, he's following this guy uh, Zolbeck. That's his mentor throughout the whole game. And at the end of the game, um, you have to fight Zolbeck. He turns out he's a bad guy. 
So Zolbeck is like sold his soul to Satan or something, and he gets up. You gets up fighting him, and you, he kind of overtakes you. Mm-hmm. And then right before he kills you, you hear like this laugh, like ha, 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 "Mighty Zolbeck," and it's like Satan. <laughs> you know, he comes out <laughs> and like uh, and kills Zolbeck or does something. I don't remember the whole thing, the story behind it. And then you got to fight Satan, and of course he dominates you, and uh, and then like God does something and intervenes or and some, some, some kind of weird thing like that. It's like, it's really cool. It's really deep. It's the way the whole story is kind of building up. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you're sitting there in this, uh, chair at the end and you're, you're turn, you somehow that guy, your, your Belmont turns into Dracula. And there's a whole story in the timelines and everything. And it hints at that right before the end of the, right before it cuts off the credits and everything, you know, that he is Dracula. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to play as Dracula in Lord of Shadows 2. So then Lords of Shadows 2 comes out and you start off and you're walking through the city and you're all limping and you're, and you're Dracula, man. It's just so cool. You're walking through. There's like an opening scene and you're fighting something like back in the day. I don't know. It has something to do with the story. But it goes picks up right where it left off after that scene, and you're walking through the city, and you're just limping, and it's just cool to be like, man, I'm Dracula. Nobody even knows I'm Dracula. I'm walking past people, mm-hmm. and he's just weak because he's been down for so long. And I can't remember if you got to bite people or whatever to kind of get some energy back. I can't remember that. I don't. Th- I don't think you do. But you start slowly gaining powers back. Um, the ability you can turn into a rat at some point at the beginning. Um, but your the problem is, man, you're fighting like mech oh yeah because it's in the future isn't it in the second one well no you I mean it's like i don't think so i mean it's not uh i didn't think it was but i mean either, regardless dude why do you want to be the all-powerful dracula and you're fighting like mech you know mm-hmm. you can't bite them you can't really do anything they'll just they'll stomp you out and it's just like man it's real hard like the beginning i think they kind of messed it up the beginning because you're like sneaking around a lot and any game where you got to sneak is not that i don't like sneaking games i like just handling business but uh, yeah, you got to sneak around, dude, and it's uh, it's not that fun at first. I think that kind of killed it. I only played the first five hours, and I was just like, "I'm done, man." Just sat on my shelf. I'm gonna have to check them out. I mean, I know that was something I wanted to. I know they're on PC, so it might be one of those like guilty pleasure games I could look up later. Yeah, this is fun, man. I mean, the first one is really uh, really kind of hooked me. But the second one, not so much. <laughs> I think everybody's shared that sentiment. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's another thing that I heard that was kind of a letdown compared to the first one, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's like the last, I think that's the last Castlevania game was released, wasn't it? Besides, obviously, these remakes, but there's uh, the Shadow 2. I, th- I think you're right, but uh, the way how Netflix is handling with the show, I'm pretty sure, I think they already announced the third season. I haven't seen the second season yet. I was just going to wait till my wife goes on TDY, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to bring back like the the want for Castlevania again. Yeah, they did release a uh, cell phone game, Castlevania. That's what I remember that now. Oh, they did? going to be released. Yeah, dude. Talk about a letdown, man. Wait, are, are they still owned by Konami or did they sell out the contract? Because if No, it's... they're still owned by Konami. Oh, then it might not happen. Never mind. <laughs> what? Well, making another Castlevania because Konami's focusing on like pachinko games now. They're like not, you know, gambling. So. Uh, yeah, they've they've kind of given up on all their. I mean, you got a good franchise there. I mean, I wish they need to sell it. I mean, I guess, but Konami's always been good. I hate that. I hate to hear that. But yeah, when they release a cell phone game, you've kind of known they've sold their soul there. 
because to me, dude, cell phone games are just, that's just a kiss of death, dude. I mean, I know they make a lot of money, but it ain't good for gaming. Yeah. At I, least. I if it's pay to win, then definitely not. If it's like, I, I, there have been a handful of good uh, cell phone games that I've seen, but. They're like those quick fixes, man. You know, like, okay, I mean, I'm bored. I'm waiting for something. Just give me a quick, fun game to play. But when it comes to uh, an in-depth experience, I just can't never see it on a, I could never see it on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like not going to happen. Yeah. So that's just sad that they did that. Um, so I don't know anything about the game, but you're still playing it. Maybe it is a, maybe it is one of those quick fixes, but I just, I know it's going to have the microtransactions. It's going to have a pay to win feature. Oh, you ran out of time going through this part of Dracula's castle. Do you want it? 99 cents. You can oh, continue God. on. I cannot. Something like that. <laughs> when they did that with, uh, with the dungeon, dungeon master game, or I think that's what it's called. It used to be an old school, like done a uh, game that you, you're like an evil dungeon master and you tell your goblins to create stuff. They made a cell phone game of it, but it got to a point that you can't do anything unless you pay to, like, you know, it's got a paywall, uh, paywall behind it, and it was terrible. Like, I couldn't understand why they did that, because the concept was good. The gameplay was decent, but then they ruined it by that. Yeah. Did you um ever play a Final Fantasy All the Bravest on cell phone? No. Okay. Yeah, don't ever get it. It's a free <laughs> game. And, I mean, it's, it was like, it got, like, the worst Final Fantasy. Like, it was, uh, it was a shameless shameless like cast grab dude it was so bad uh you get gold and gill and it's just your point system you're just going from okay you move to this little point and then you have all these little soldiers i mean there's no real hero yet and you gotta just you literally touch them and they attack and you're just doing your finger like this up and down your phone screen to make them attack and then you gotta to get a hero you gotta pay a dollar Nah. to open up a hero egg or whatever and then you know you might you think you're going to get Cecil or Kane or uh, Terra or something good uh, Cloud now nah, you'll get uh, Mog or something like that you know <laughs> <A> Mog <laughs> and they just keep getting you a uh, go-go <laughs> something yeah. like that you know and they keep doing that to uh, get you to pay money and do and it, you just move on to the next thing and you eventually um, you know run into a boss that you can't beat and they'll kill you and you got to wait every your every hero takes three minutes to revive. It's like an hour and a half where you can get all of them back. It's like thirty something of them. It's not even a real story, but anyway, yeah. That that they learned because they released another one um, that was actually pretty fun, and I, I played it for a little bit. But I, again, even if it was on an iPad or whatever, I couldn't get into it too much. But they they fixed it and they came back later, um, and I didn't get too. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it. But uh, I'm trying to think of it here, but I can't remember. But it's you go to different worlds, like you can go to the Final Fantasy VII world, you go to the Final Fantasy V world, you go oh, to this really? world. That's yeah, and you fight and you gain good weapons and stuff like that. And you know, it does have a you know stamina quote, like okay, you get thirty stamina. It takes three stamina to go to this world. You yeah, know, you run out. But I never ran out, and I played it for a while. I'm sure that it'll get to where I run out after you know one or two. But at that point, it's got you hooked. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so yeah, so that's the new Castlevania Cephal game. But here's the good news. Um, the guy that made this Castlevania quit Konami. The Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. He quit Konami. And he made, he's uh, made his own game called Bloodstained uh, Ritual of the Night. Kind of like Symphony of the Night, now that I think about it. I think I've heard of that. Yep. It's not out yet. It's supposed to come out in 2019. But okay. it's supposed to be 
just like you know another Metroidvania. Yeah, I think they needed five hundred grand to to finance it or to whatever to, to start it, and they yeah. got like five point five million from oh, Kickstarter. Wow. Nice. And so yeah, dude, he is all about it. So he's making that game, and I, I, I'm going to be waiting in line the day that comes out. Um, I I want to say it's two D. Just like Symphony of the Night. I mean, it even sounds like another thing about a ritual of the night. I mean, Symphony of the Night. Okay. And I bloodstained, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember, but uh, the Castlevania Symphony of the Night was supposed to be Castlevania Blood something. So it's kind of very similar. That The original name was Blood something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Blood. You're right. It is Bloodstained. Was that the original Castlevania Symphony of the Night name? Well, no, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I think that's the one that you were talking about, uh, led by former Castlevania series producer Koji Igarashi. Yep. Yep. So I guess it said initial release date of 2018. Yeah, I think it got delayed. I'll just look on Amazon real quick. Amazon will have it. Yeah, release 2019. Is a Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Ritual of the Night game. Yeah, it's not even. They don't even have a box art for it. They got a T-shirt out already though, and a drinking glass, <laughs> <laughs> a tall drinking glass. Uh, there's another one. Let me see what this one was. Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. That sounds like a. Oh, that's uh, this Curse of the Moon. This is supposed to be like. I oh, know this is the one. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is not. It, yeah, obviously something completely different. This is that Ninja Gaiden like clone that everybody's bragging on. It's supposed to be pretty cool. It's on the Switch, digital download on the Switch. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Uh, well, that sounds just like Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. But anyway, dude, you got anything else to say about uh, Castlevania? No, I'm just waiting for the next big one. Um, I like. I love the trip down memory lane. I really need to actually pick up a copy of it now from PlayStation once I get through my severe backlog that I got now. But, I mean, it's always been in the back of my head to pick that up. Oh, yeah. See, I thought you were going to get it right away because you're the one that turned me on to the new release. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I remember because we talked about it and because of, you know, that game Dead Cells, and I was really, yeah. really hooked on that game. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably why, because I know when you and I were talking about it, like, oh hey, look, it just like it just happened like that. This the, the next day after we talked about it, it was it was announced. So <laughs> yeah. they released it the same day as uh, Red Dead Two, and it's kind of like, oh man, not a good time to do it. I don't think but, that's probably you know, why, because I was so focused on Red Dead Two. Also, oh my god, that, talk about a great game. Now, if you haven't touched that game, I recommend I'll it. I've played it. I've played it. Uh, you know, I don't know how deep it is. I mean, I'm I'm way deep though. We're, I'm on chapter three. I think it, I think I'm on chapter three also. Yeah. So yeah, it's just good, man. It's not hooked me in. It didn't hook me in like the first one. I mean, I don't know if you heard my uh, last smooth ramblings. I kind of talked about it a little bit. Just the controls are like kind of wonky and yeah, they're still wonky. I mean, I still don't completely understand them. I mean, I understand L two draws whatever weapon you have, but sometimes. I've done it and it's drawn the pistol out, you know, and it's like, dude, what's, what is it, what is it supposed to be? You know? Yeah. No, that's happened where I accidentally pulled a pistol on somebody or I, yeah. I, I try to get on my horse and he just grabbed a, a chick nearby and started choking her. And then I had, the whole, <laughs> I had the whole town on me and I'm like, I yeah. just spent $150 on this yep. bounty and now I got another 200. You kill everybody oh. now. <laughs> now I got to kill everybody yeah. in the town. So nobody turns me in. It's great. Now they, uh, 
I uh, did that, uh, re- released, you know, just a stranger that helped him out. And, you know, L2 talks to mm-hmm. the stranger. Well, if you have a weapon that's out, I mean, he's not, he doesn't have it drawn or, or pulled up. It's just sitting by you know, on his lap or something, you know. <laughs> I can't see that. And I push L2 and it points the gun at him and the dude freaks out. Yeah. Changes everything. So I didn't get anything for doing that. It is fun, though, sometimes when they're running away and you try to chase them and you're like, hey, come back, come back here. And then you like tackle them and then you threaten them to make them not say anything. And you got other people looking. You got to chase the other guy. It's just, yeah. it's it just bonkers. Never goes on at all. I just start blasting, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get the, you know, one of the achievements is the 100 honor or the highest rank of honor or dishonor, you know, mm-hmm. one of those two that you can get. And, um, I don't know if I'm going to platinum this one, man. I don't think I'm going to take the time to go back and get gold and all the events and everything. It's just going to be so massive. But I don't know what it is, man. I just, I mean, I find myself playing Call of Duty or uh, Symphony of the Night. You know, I just kind of, yeah, I don't feel like turning it on. And I'll turn more it for, on and I'll do it. More for the simplicity, yeah. I mean, Reddit, Red Dead is very deep. And I'm yeah, looking, I'm looking forward to the online portion. Like, I want to play through the main story and see what goes on with that to see how it links it to the first Red Dead game. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I got 100% on the first one, but just like out of all the challenges and everything, I didn't like get all the the achievements and whatnot. But I remember getting like the uh, Legend of the West armor, which you had to get like 100% and everything else. And I think in this game, it's the Legend of the East and it's the same concept. I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um one of the things that for this one that kind of turned me off of it too was that you know, all the side quests, like the hunting and gambling and all that, man, you used to get such good items for, you didn't have a gambling one, but in Red Dead 1, you had a hunting one, you had a herbalist one, sharpshooter one, and you got really good stuff for completing them, and they were harder, but dude, you don't really get a whole lot of good stuff for doing these, uh, finishing these, like little stuff that, you know, lessens your weapon uh, break point, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, but makes weapons not wear down as fast, or you can carry a little bit more ammo. Yeah, I, I don't... Mean, ammo, and it's not a problem. Well, yeah, I don't think... I don't know. Well, I mean, I haven't gotten that far in the game to really see, but I, there was a couple things that I, like, found on accident. Like, I never... I was always like, oh, what quest do I need to do to get the dual wield? And I happened to kill a, a legendary wolf. I just happened to be exploring, and I got the the offhand holster just on accident for that, you know? So I was just like, okay, cool. But I don't know. I'd like for that game. I just roam around. I'm not following anything. I'm just like, I treat it like Skyrim in fallout. Like I just kind of, I just go do my own thing. And then if something catches my attention, if it's a quest or not, then I'll go that way. Yeah. That's the way I do too, man. But I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I just can't, the, the control, the two main things for me that hooked me in part one, where the control, uh, obviously the controls, I love the way that it controlled and all, but the um, the side quest stuff, like not side missions, but just you can go play poker, you can learn, you can cheat mm-hmm. at poker, and you start making money that way, and you can spend it. Like the most expensive poker game that I found was $5. And um, you can have sit at a table with like five other people, you clean them out, you made $25. It's hard to clean somebody out, and, and po- you know, it takes mm-hmm. a while. I mean, blackjack. I guess you can bet whatever you want. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. So that's that's good. So, uh, but poker is what I like to play. And you know, a, a rifle is like one hundred and eighty dollars. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. dude, what's that twenty five dollars? Ain't going to do anything for me. That rifle, like back in eighteen ninety nine, it takes place for 
two hundred bucks would be like a rifle nowadays for like eighty thousand dollars or something like that. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. There's, but I know there's a couple of them they can get for free. Uh, running yeah around. yeah you get it for free through some of them through, through quest mm-hmm. i actually killed somebody the other day and it gave me a rare rolling block or rock uh rifle it says rare oh. yeah oh i'm jealous so, i i got the cool. viking helmet and hatchet have you found that yet? <laughs> uh-uh i hadn't found that yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's something... i got a hatchet from the mountains like stuck in a target somewhere oh yeah yeah no there's this one like you'll find like a an old va- uh, viking like burial ground area and you can go in and there's like a small catacombs and you can find the helmet and you can wear it and everybody's like what's that weird outfit you're wearing you know like <laughs> and then my dude's got this beard under it too which is funny so nice. yeah yeah that's awesome man i got did you have to put like this shit uh you have to put growing stuff on your face at some point your beard will stop growing Oh it says, yeah! It told me that it says if you want to continue to grow your, I got a stash. Mine's like halfway. I guess this won't grow anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got to put that stuff on there to make it grow. But dude, I mean, it's a fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm, those are the two queeps I got about it. Mm-hmm. That's an otherwise perfect game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievably like beautiful game. Um, I love the people's reactions. Like you were just talking about with the Viking stuff, the sound of the shots and stuff. I mean. I mean, here's another tweet, man. I mean, I hate to bash the game, but like the lever action rifle, everybody that has ever shot a lever action rifle knows you shoot and then you kick the bullet out. You know, you do your lever action, boop, boop. And then now you got a new, new bullet chambered, mm-hmm. a new round chambered and you wait. Well, what does he do? He shoots and then he waits for you to shoot again, you know, and then he levers it out and then shoots, you know, you yeah. ever, did you notice that? It's like, Okay, I shot, and then I'm waiting on the guy to pop his head back up. He pops it up. I got a split second. Well, then my guy has to kick another shell in and then shoot. It's yeah. like, dude, you are a trained killer. You know better than that. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I I don't always use the repeaters, but I'll, yeah. I I love using the volcanic pistol. I did find... Oh, I hadn't found that yet. A rare... Uh, well, I got it for free somehow, but and then I, I, had a, I found the rare Mauser... So I got a Mauser pistol. Also, I found that. I found that. Yeah, I killed it. For, killed one of the uh, quick draw. One of the yeah. guys I was supposed to go find. Yeah, yeah. On the and train. then it makes you trade. So you're like, okay, do you want to put down your Granger pistol that I, you know, some other one of the other ones to pick up this Mauser? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have any ammo for it. For one, because it's pistol mm-hmm. ammo instead of revolver ammo. But that's just that's just for on the spot right there mm-hmm. killing uh it automatically it'll load it to your inventory if you pick it up you'll still have both of them right right, right so that's good but uh first i was like man what i gotta get rid of this you know to get this one um but it, obviously that's not the case i hadn't used that pistol yet at all actually <laughs> but i love the stories of course and love their they got some funny uh, jokes on there, and they're they're back and forth. It's really like Miss Western, man. It's great. I love this the atmosphere. You just feel like you're living it, you know. Yeah, I think it's amazing. They did a good job. They I did. Was, I was really surprised with it. So, but anyway, dude. Well, cool, man. Well, appreciate you uh, coming on, dude. And yeah. uh, I know we had a little bit of a miscommunication, but um, but being able to jump on is kind of late, but uh, getting it done. So yeah, thanks again. Also, don't forget uh, new H and K YouTube H and K video game EXP. So uh, that's the new YouTube there. Uh, Clearfire has his own channel. I have my channel Hollywood Cole, where this one's going to pop up. So uh, uh, if you haven't already, man, you like what you hear, like, subscribe, follow us on Podbean. 
Uh, you'll get the entire uh, podcast on Podbean all the way back from the very beginning, whatever we've made, uh, 40-something podcasts now. And I'm going to put the Symphony of Night portion there on YouTube so you can watch a playthrough if you haven't, if you're interested in, in anything that me and Nick talked about. You can check it out there, and it'll be in the description. Uh, we also have um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Hollywood Cole, H-O-L-L-I-W-O-D-K-O-L-E. Follow us, like us on there, and uh, just to hear some uh, video game rants every so often, and probably rants about other stuff I shouldn't be talking about, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. <laughs>